This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Ravens Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. Here with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports on 1057 The Fan, as well as our Ravens reporter. And Ravens win, beat the Panthers 13 to 3. And Cordell, we talked about this on the on the last podcast when we did our predictions. I said that I didn't think that this was going to be a blowout. Now, I had the, the score wrong because I thought that they was going both score more points. Yeah. But ultimately, I just had a feeling that this was not going to be the blowout that everybody expected. And honestly, when you have a, a team that's a 13 or 14 point favorite, I just feel like that's <laughs> Vegas already giving you some type of voodoo on it to, to make it bad luck so it won't be a blowout. So I just had a feeling it wouldn't be. And then ultimately, you know, it turned out to be that way. Yeah, I mean, you know, this, uh, this Ravens offense – really was non-existent pretty much all game today. Uh, and it really didn't wake up until the fourth quarter. They were able to score the 10 points in the fourth quarter to get separation. But, you know, that was in large part due to the uh, forced turnovers by the defense, yep. this offense. Even the thing they, – they weren't even able to do the things that they are very good at, which is run the ball. This is the number two Russian offense uh, in the NFL – coming into this game uh, against the Carolina Panthers and the Ravens, the, let's see, the Ravens had 115 rush yards. Not bad, uh, you know, but it's not. When, when you look weak. at it, but it didn't feel like it was 115. And that's as yards. a team. That's that's as a yeah. team. I think I think that the Ravens average, you know, about 160, 180 uh, yards on the ground. So that was a win for the Carolina Panthers. They were able to uh, take the Ravens' run game out for most of the game, and what you saw was a lot of punts. I mean, at one at one point we had eleven punts uh, in this game at one point, and it, it just wasn't pretty football from either side. But as I always say, the uglier the better for the Ravens. They usually come out on top when the game is ugly, and that's what they did in this. Yeah, and, 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 you know, since we're talking about the offense, you know, let's go there. You're right that, look, it, it was very ugly. And even with the turnovers that the defense gave them, there were times where they still didn't get points at the end of the game. You know, they were taken out of field goal range 
um, or whatever. And, you know, it just really felt like this was a slow-moving um, team. They come out in the first series and they throw the ball. You know, each each attempt was a, a pass and not a run. And everybody's like, what's going on? And I really think that Greg Roman's um, – what he wanted to do was try to get – the defense of the Panthers off of their guard because coming in with the weather being what it was, it was 35 degrees. It was windy outside. I think that, you know, the Panthers uh, wanted to shut down the run game. That was what they were going to focus on. And if you was going to beat them in the past, then that's just what it was going to be. But they are so fast up front that they were willing to bank on shutting down the run game. And I thought that they did really well with that for the most part. So you try to see Greg Roman, like, take them off of their guard a little bit in that first series. Wasn't successful, obviously. Eventually they had to punt. There was a lot of drop passes, though, in that first series. But mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, I think that this game was ugly because, you know, the conditions kind of forced them to be a certain type of way. And the Panthers were prepared for the way that they were going to play that game. Yeah, I, I'm, I hear you. I do. I want to buy that because that was kind of what I thought it would be coming into the game. But we asked Lamar if the we- if the if the uh, win and everything was a factor, and Lamar was like, you know, I actually thought it was going to be more windy going into the game. He, was, he said he didn't feel like the win was too much of a factor, and I get it. He's he's going to brush off anything that seems like it could be used as an excuse. But honestly, right. you know, the, the, the wind did slow down once the game started. In pregame, neither kicker could hit anything in their pregame warm-ups. The wind was, had really just taken control of the ball once it got up in the air. Uh, but, you know, I, for the Ravens to go their entire opening drive without a without a rush, uh, it's, it's, it's almost malpractice. Like, I understand you want to <laughs> test that secondary. You know, I get it. You, you, we, we thought that they would test that secondary coming into the game because the Panthers had a lot of injuries to their secondary, and they're not a very good pass defense uh, to begin with. They're not a very good statistical defense at all. Um, but to, you, you would think that the Ravens are, would want to come out there and impose their will on the ground game, and they tried. They, I think that they tried, even despite them not running the ball on their first drive, they did try to run the ball throughout the game and just were unsuccessful. And uh, right. Derrick Brown is a beast up the middle. Um, and you you got guys on the outside, Brian Burns, who was really good, not only oh. as a pass rusher, but also in the run game as well. He, he really yep. played out of his mind, I thought, in that game. Um, and just the, the Panthers' defense as a whole, I think that they are faster than we thought. They're stronger yep. than we thought. And obviously the injury to Ronnie Stanley doesn't help. Uh, that'll be the big question. How is Ronnie doing um, going forward? He injures his ankle again. We, we don't know if it's the same ankle from before, but you obviously don't want to hear that. Lamar gave us somewhat of a good news on, uh, on Stanley after the game saying, you know, Stanley let him know that he'll be okay. And uh, he just didn't want Lamar rolling up under him again. And, that was a bad play to begin with. I mean, Brian Burns comes off untouched and yep. gets a clean shot at your quarterback. And then you get a two-for-one special because he rolls Lamar right into Stanley's leg and takes him out. So uh, that was just a terrible play to begin with. I also – and this is kind of this is kind of nitpicking, 
but I, I just couldn't understand why Lamar was still running, why, why they were having Lamar run the ball with under three minutes left in the game when they weren't even trying to get a first down. They were really just right. trying to milk the clock. Lamar's out there just taking hits. And I'm like, you already lost Ronnie Stanley and Kyle Hamilton in this game. You can't afford to lose Lamar ever. Um, it was it was just mind-blowing to me. The offense was so sporadic today. Uh, I, I do want to give credit to Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson played out of his mind. Uh, only yep. his second career 100-yard game. Uh, but he, he was phenomenal. Nine catches on all nine of his targets, 128 yards receiving. That that was great. Uh, and they needed all of it. Mark Andrews, six catches on eight targets, 63 yards in his first game back. And, of course, after that, it's your usual. I mean, uh, every Duvernay, one catch. Likely, one catch. Crochet, zero catches. Oliver, one catch. Drake, two catches. And Justice Hill, three catches. So, yeah, Lamar went to the check down a little more in this game, but had to. It's, yeah, he had to. Um, and it's 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 still the same questions for me. It's like this pass game is a is a big issue, uh, and really the offense in the in general I thought was a real issue for the Ravens in general in this game. They just look unengaged. They they look like a complacent offense that was okay with settling for punting the ball or taking a field goal if they could. Um, it's, it's, it's not sustainable offense going forward. And, hey, you know, maybe there was a little rust there coming off the bye week or playing a tough and a, a tougher opponent than we thought uh, in the Panthers. But they're going to have to wake up. They go to Jacksonville this next week, and Jacksonville's coming off a bye, so they'll be fresh. They have the opportunity to prep for this team for two weeks. Um, so you're going to get a Jacksonville team that's going to show up ready to play, and I think it's important that the Ravens back there. Yeah, I just I, – I don't know. I don't like the idea that they went into this game saying, well, we're just going to control the clock and we're just going to, you know, grind it out. You got to put bad teams away. You can't play conservatively like that just because somebody is not good. We sat here on this podcast and talked about, you know, the offense and the defense being in the lower 20s. Well, it was hard to tell that the defense was that was in was statistically mm -hmm. in the lower 20s because they played crazy on Sunday. They made sure that the perimeters were sealed for the most part. The front, the, they stopped up the line, you know, the gaps and, you know, I just don't understand why the Ravens feel like they have to they, – they didn't even wait to up-tempo Cordell until the third quarter. Mm -hmm. That offense needed a spark badly. And for whatever reason, they waited until the second half, well into the second half on top of that, to say, you know what we should do? We should run some up-tempo. I don't understand why you wait for something like that. You really needed to try to get into some type – of rhythm, some type of groove, because we're saying, oh, it's just the Carolina Panthers. Guess what? The Carolina Panthers, if P.J. Walker was their quarterback, we might be having a different conversation today. And I don't think that they – I don't – let me be clear. The defense is playing lights out right now, so I don't even know if, what I'm, if, if that would have been true. So depending on if the 
quarterback situation was different for the Carolina Panthers, this could have been a different outcome. I'm not saying that they would have lightened up the Ravens' defense, but maybe they would have put up more than three points. So I, I do not like the Ravens being so conservative and being okay with being so lethargic offensively. No, I totally agree. I mean, I, I've been banging the drum all week saying that the Ravens can't come in this game uh, overlooking these guys. And, and, and I'm not I'm not ready to say that they overlooked them. I just think that the Panthers played better uh, than what a lot of us thought that they would. I will say, what are we doing on offense as far as Devin du Duvernay? I mean, again, one carry uh, in the game, and he also he also had one catch uh, in the game for two yards. Only one target for Devin Duvernay and one carry for four yards. I'm actually that tired of that. That I'm is so that, Yes. Of, of Devin Duvernay? Oh, of Devin Duvernay yes. not getting the ball, I guess. <laughs> of Devin Duvernay, yes. Of Devin Duvernay, why we all of a sudden we continue to erase him from this offense when we've seen yeah. productivity from him? It's crazy. It's crazy, and especially on a day where I feel like, okay, your your typical runs aren't working. Your your offensive yep. line is not manhandling their defensive front. You're not able to really bully ball your way to five or six yards the way that you have been able to for the most part of this season. Why not try something different? I mean, we talked yep. on the post game show. Glenn was saying, you know, he wanted to see more Lamar Jackson on the edge. I would have loved to see that. I would have also liked to see more Devin Duvernay on the edge. Granted, Kenyon Drake started to pop some runs in the fourth quarter. Justice Hill did a couple of times as well. Lamar also popped that nice run, uh, a couple of nice runs uh, in the game in general. But at the, in the fourth quarter, he had a nice one that was called back due to a terrible holding call on James. That was a, definitely that was a, a terrible call. call. Terrible. Yeah, I, I thought that was a bogus call. Um, but you know, I, I just feel like Greg Roman too often is okay with leaving the game with bullets left in his chamber. And I just, for the life of me, for an offense that struggled so much today, uh, yep. why are you okay with keeping guys like Devin Duvernay out of your game plan? Jordan Stout punted the ball seven times in this game, mm. seven times. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, I can't understand how, again, for an offense that's looking for guys to step up, they're looking for weapons, they're looking for different ways to take mm -hmm. this offense to the next level. You will literally keep this guy hostage and not involve him in the game. I, I just think it falls on the coaching staff. And I've asked Greg Roman too many times. I've asked John Harbaugh the same thing. And, they both continue to say, yeah, we've got to get Devin Duvernay more uh, opportunities. And Greg Roman, the whole, yeah, I made a note to myself, get Devin Duvernay the ball and all these exclamation marks. And it's like, dude, you can give me all the, the, the cool quotes, you know, you want. But ultimately, it's going to show on game day. And what game day is showing me is that they don't trust this dude. I mean, what else yeah. am I supposed to think? I mean, at this point, what am I supposed to think? But why? I, I, That's my I question. can't tell you why. I, I really don't know why. I mean, the dude knows how to run when he has the ball in his hands. If you want to debate whether or not Devin Duvernay is a quality receiver, fine. I think he has pretty good hands, but I've said from the beginning, his route running leaves a lot to be desired. He's got speed. 
but he doesn't have lightning speed. You know, he's got twitch. He's good in a return game. Um, but as far as as a route runner, I, he doesn't get a ton of separation. Okay, but there's so many ways you can get him the ball. You can hand it to him. I mean, you, you want to tell me that Terrence Marshall is a better receiver than Devin DuVernay? I don't know. <laughs> but from the looks of it, it looks like he might be. You know, it's just – it's just crazy to me that this dude is just an innocent bystander in an offense that can look so dry and lethargic and dead at times. I would just imagine that they would be willing to give anybody that can help them an opportunity, but every week they prove to me that I know nothing. Absolutely. I, I agree 110%. I have no idea why they don't just – look, you know how what they say everything but the kitchen sink? Just throw everybody mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Look, throw, throw, throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. Seriously. Yeah. Throw, just throw it on the wall. Tyron Wallace, throw it, throw, it, throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. And if it doesn't stick, okay, fine. But you can't say that you didn't try. Y'all not even trying at this point. Yeah. And, and I mean, and that's no discredit to Demarcus Robinson, who I thought had a heck of a day. He um, should have been involved, Cordell. Yeah. He should have I mean, been he, involved in this yeah. offense. No doubt. No doubt. You know, and I, I, I mean, I said once they signed Demarcus Robinson that watch out, this dude was going to end up being, if not the number one receiver on this team, definitely then the number two. And I mean, by default, he's had to be the number one because Rashad Bateman's hurt and nobody else is getting opportunity. I can't even say that nobody else is doing anything. I, I can only say that they're not getting opportunities. It's not much separation there in, his, in the routes. Some of the route combinations that they're running in the past game is so ugly. Um, even some of the ones where Andrews, I saw today, you know, Andrews, a lot of it is the scramble drill for him. Some of it is just Andrews making a play and getting separation because he sees Lamar extending the play and Andrews is coming back. So, you know, Demarcus Robinson, a lot of his were timing routes. Um, yeah. Most of these guys, it's just like they're on the field just so that the Ravens have 11 guys out there. <laughs> just running around. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's embarrassing. Cardio. It's embarrassing at this point. But look, at the end of the day, hey, they scored some points. They won the football game. I guess I guess we should be happy about it, right? Uh, I, I guess. 